0: if you're a father you don't need me to explain chaos we see it all the time no matter what age you have uh what age children you have there are levels of emotional upheaval that we experience in our homes this could be uh, the most basic uh of an overwhelmed kid expressing intense emotions, screaming out, crying, frustrated. Um, This could be if you have multiple children fighting, um, the annoying teasing that happens from kid to kid. Um, You might be at the point where your child is testing defiance and you want something to happen a certain way and your child is not following directions. Whatever the case may be, you have your own forms of it, you've seen plenty of variations. um, And we can likely agree that this happens on a daily, if not weekly basis where we experience this uh, chaos in the home. And as men, uh, I've learned that we have a tendency to cut it off very quickly uh, as soon as it gets too much to handle. We want peace. We want whatever is happening to stop. And sometimes our habitual nature or our habitual instinct is to cut right in and bear down on whatever emotional chaos is happening. And really, it doesn't have to even be um, these powerful emotions like anger and sadness. They can be a powerful happiness, you know. Maybe it's 15 minutes before bedtime and your kids are just bouncing off the walls. Regardless, we have this tendency to want to nip it in the bud, so to speak. We bear down. We, we come with this aggressive, assertive power to cut off that chaos to make it end. And typically it's because of an uprising within ourselves. There's some kind of impact that that, that emotional chaos out there in our home, between our partner and our children, or between our children, or whatever, whatever's going on, um, is typically bringing up something within us and and so we bear down on it we'll put a stop to this shit right that's the the typical father uh reaction or at least one that i've seen um, and been subject to that's like the instinctual part of me is to bear down on it bring a little bit of aggression cut it off right? If, if you get loud, I'll get louder. Um, if you want to keep denying my uh, leadership, then your punishment will get worse, whatever. Uh, and I think this is partially a side effect of um, training. The men in general, I don't think are trained to be I'm pretty sure I, I, I mean, it's almost clear that uh, we're not trained to understand the full spectrum of emotions. So you'll you'll notice uh, typically men can access just a few emotions, uh, be it joy or excitement. Uh, and that's typically. Um, saved for a few occasions. There's also this indifference and then anger. So you know, there's this wide spectrum possible uh, of emotions, yet men typically only have a few settings. And so if we are provoked in some way, negatively provoked, the one setting we can access for that is anger and of course our children get the brunt of that if they are bringing chaos uh, or causing chaos or just simply expressing themselves because that's what it is they're expressing themselves Um, I heard uh, a doctor Gabor Mate uh, put it really well and I think he was quoting somebody else but he says, if, if children are expressing some type of negative behavior, the term that adults or caregivers use for that is acting out. Like they're acting up or they're acting out. And, and he says, and that's the perfect term to use for it, because really what they're doing is they're acting out things that they can't express through words. Uh, And so our children are acting out in some way, expressing in some way, being overwhelming or chaotic, so to speak. And our dial flips immediately to anger. And it works. It gets us the freedom that we're looking for most of the time. Um, We can continue to level it up until it finally does push them down, their emotions down, or they leave the room, for instance, because we sent them to their room. And we're free from the chaos. The, the main issue I have with that really, the only issue, well, it's not the only issue, but the main issue I have with this is, if I use that approach, Yes, the chaos has ended for me, but it hasn't ended it for my children or for my partner, whomever is at the other side of this. The chaos within them has been tamped down inside of them. They've bottled it up, and now it's, it's contained, still chaotic, just as chaotic as it was when they were expressing it, but now it's, it's stuck within them and it's my belief that that chaos by the way that we've interacted with it will turn into anger and resentment within them towards us or towards themselves which can be even scarier as a parent i mean i think men in general understand self-loathing or um, being self-critical and I believe when we act in this way, we bring this immediate knee-jerk anger towards our children to cut off the chaos that we are um, pushing them towards either hatred of us or uh, self-hatred. So what do we do? I mean, we have to look at this from several different angles. One of the things that I, I know a I notice about myself in this is if there's something chaotic and overwhelming coming at me um, there's two main ways that I show up and one is that that chaos kind of pushes me around and it makes me um, act react on the basis of whatever charge is coming at me It's like, i'm I'm grabbing onto a horse and just being drugged through the mud, and then the other way is more of a dance. When I am grounded and clear, um, it's me as a separate person showing up to meet whatever's happening, and that chaos does not have uh, a significant impact on my state or my intentions and so. We want, as fathers, to be able to program or reprogram ourselves for the latter. We want to be able to experience our children in their most triggering ways, you know, because our children, um, or at least I notice for my myself, is um, it's beautiful when my children act like me and it looks great in the world, and it's not so beautiful when my children act like me and I see some of the negative traits that I carry and so again that can be triggering well it's important that I still show up in the face of that chaos and that trigger um, grounded present and ready to do whatever it takes to bring to reel that energy in so if there is a step-by-step framework for this um, which there really isn't because every moment is different but if there is the first thing I would say for any man who's experiencing a chaotic moment in his home is to stop stop whatever your body's telling you to do uh, whatever you want to say wherever you want to go if you're pacing or physically moving just stop stop Um, It's my experience that my mind and body will slowly begin to mimic whatever speed I am moving at. So if you want to slow down your thoughts or slow down your home, just sit still, stand still, wherever you're at. I've had moments where literally I was so frustrated and all I wanted to do was just like yell at my children that I just sat there on my knees in the middle of the floor and I stopped moving because I knew every approach that I was about to take was an approach that would have me regretting the way that I handled the situation when I started to calm down afterwards. The next step is to focus inward. So there's external chaos, and it's very human of us to look at that external chaos and think that we have to organize it in order for us to feel safe. That's the human experience, right? Something crazy is happening out here and we're monitoring how safe we are and what do we have to do to become, to actually become safe? Well, in these instances, there's typically not an issue of safety, although our body feels like it. So instead of, and honestly, this would probably be appropriate in some, many instances where there is, um, Issues of safety, and that is to focus inward to see what our emotional state is, to notice the sens- sensations that are moving through our body. So we stop and we start to feel, Whoa, I'm really angry, whoa, I'm really afraid, or I'm scared, and little bits and pieces of what's happening within us will become clear. But mostly, what's important here is that we're feeling into our body versus reacting from this mental place. It's from here that we can access begin to access true masculine power so what do i mean by that well for me <clears throat> true masculine power is the clarity and the presence that we bring to a moment when we are grounded and connected to our highest consciousness okay and that can sound all kinds of Uh, poetic, right? Like poetry is cool because it makes you feel something, but it doesn't always mean you can translate it into action. So what does that mean? Well, the first piece is grounding. So true, true masculine power is accessed by grounding and connecting to higher consciousness. To ground literally means to connect our energy deeper, into the earth, deep, lower into our body, deep into the earth. Again, this still sounds somewhat esoteric or woo woo, if you're not familiar with some of these practices. But the easiest way to understand this is, we have a nervous system. And that nervous system literally fires electricity. So from our brain, through our spine, out of our nerves, into our body, electricity is traveling and to and from our, our external environment. And we're making sense of things, just like the, just like the, the power lines that run through your town. Um, electricity is coursing through our bodies. And in the same way that those power lines have to have a wire that grounds it into the earth because if if, too, if there's an excess amount of energy running through that system and there isn't a ground, it's going to blow up. It's going to create fire and explosions, just like a human being. And so it's important for us to understand how that electricity is moving through our body to actually be able to feel and read it and be able to, to guide it. Um, in those moments where there's too much. The best way for us to do this is with our breath and our awareness. So we start by breathing, right? And if we check back in with this order of operations, we've gotten completely still and we felt into our body. And we start to actually feel the charge within us then we start to breathe. This breathing is going to start to break up the energy in our body. So that oftentimes for me, it's in my throat in my neck area, where the energy starts to build up, build up until I can't tolerate it anymore. And that's when the explosion happens. But when I begin to breathe, it starts to break up that energy. And it starts to move a little bit more freely. It's not so so stuck in one direction, needing me to act a certain way for that to release. That's conditioning, whether it be um, our parents or caregivers that taught us how to act or react in the world. Our body has taken has taken on that uh, energetic pathway. Those systems uh, of of moving energy. It's it, we have unconsciously taking those things on. And we have to start by opening up other pathways and your breath is going to loosen that energy up. And then we can use our awareness. So where your attention goes, energy flows, this is a literal thing. And we can start to gently guide that energy into more of our body right so if we move that energy from our chest and our throat and our shoulders where it kind of piles up move it through our body by focusing our uh, awareness on other areas of our body whether that be our our lower abdomen our legs our hands our arms um, it will feel less overwhelming if we can spread that energy out versus when it's pulled up in one area And then, I don't want to say more advanced piece of that, but the next piece of that is to actually move that energy out into the ground. Like, holy cow, (laughs) this is way too much for me to handle. Um, And we do this naturally. Um, when, When we have an outburst of anger, that is us releasing energy in the only way that we know how in that moment um sexually when we have a buildup of turn on and we're having sex and we ejaculate that is us releasing energy because our body has too much energy than more energy than we can handle i don't want to say too much because we can grow our capacity to hold energy in our body um so the other the other piece of this is how do we not blow up in anger to release that energy. Well, we've got to move it through our body. And we've got to ground it into the earth, we can let it run off into the earth, or we can even imagine it dissipating off of our skin in like a a vapor. And it sounds crazy, I'm sure. But this is another these are actual um, practical ways that we can practice to uh, to drain off some of that excess energy. The next piece is in accessing true masculine power is connecting to higher consciousness. Awareness is one thing, right? If we can consciously maneuver our awareness from one thing to another, like, if, 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 I'm sure you've experienced this when, when you feel in danger, or your children are creating chaos, creating children creating chaos is kind of a poor term to use, but there's chaos in the home, Uh, Or chaos in your life, you can get laser focused on it. Um, And if, if we get wrapped up in it, we don't have any ability to turn our awareness to something else like you could lay up all night stuck on a certain thought. Um, And that's just an, that's just a result of us um, being unconscious and, and stuck in some kind of pattern. So to reach a a higher level of consciousness, one of the first ways to do that is to maneuver, to be able to maneuver and turn our awareness to other places. First one being from the external to the internal. The next piece being moving our awareness through our body and into the ground and making our um, our consciousness bigger than this problem that's right in front of us. But the other pieces I think need to be brought in in general but specifically when we're dealing with our children is love and vitality all right so love obviously we know what that is um i like to call it or define it as um, a recognition or admiration of somebody's value and this can be their inherent value as a human being or if we're unable to access that idea um their value to us in our lives so if we're if we are freaking out internally right we're just all wrapped up in this chaos can we find this sliver of love um, of how important that person is to us can we pull that in with our awareness to the moment where we're freaking out or we're angry or we're just really standing our ground on some kind of issue And the other piece is vitality. And what I mean by vitality in this instance and in life in general is the ability to stay in a moment. So having the strength of will, um, yeah, to stay in a moment. And the way I like to think about it is when my kids are having an emotional reaction, um, I like to come to the idea or the the place in my mind where I'm where I can look them in the eye and they can feel that I'm willing to be in this moment forever that I don't need to be away from this that I don't need to run from this that I don't need to leave them here and that's the type of vitality I'm talking about when your kids are uh, overwhelmed or freaking out emotional or fighting or bouncing off the walls can we bring in a sliver of vitality that I could be in this moment forever with you that's how much I love you and these will begin to shift the energy in the room right notice I haven't said anything about talking I haven't said like say this to your kid or try this question or whatever I have not mentioned any of that and if you can move forward practicing this um, and keep words out of it for as long as possible. You'll notice that getting still, getting quiet, breathing, grounding yourself, accessing love and vitality, these will have an energetic impact on the room and things will start to shift. In the same way that we are electrical beings, we as families become electrical circuits. And we as fathers can choose to cut off the circuitry and reroute it just by changing our energy.